Hey Ray Sparkle, it is Kitty, and welcome to the first official episode of the In My Little Space podcast. I am so excited to have you guys here today to hear the awesome content that I have prepared for you guys. Um, sorry if this intro sounds different than the actual podcast. I was not a fan of the intro that I made, and I remade it about six or seven times, but we're finally here, and I think that I like this one. I don't know. We will see. Please don't forget that we post a new podcast episode every other Wednesday and blog posts go out on Mondays and Fridays. You guys can follow me on social media in order to get the update on the next post. You guys can also subscribe to the podcast on whichever place you guys are listening to or you guys, or and, actually I should say and, you should do all of them, you guys can sign up for my newsletter to get notified when we put out new content. I send them weekly on, um, on Catterdays just to summarize the week of the two blog posts and whatever the episode was for the podcast. You guys can find out more about the newsletter on my website you guys can go ahead and check that out at inmylittlespace.com. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get started. We're going to talk about how I got into BDSM and that whole story. I want to give a disclaimer, as I'm going to give a disclaimer in all of my podcast episodes, is that the things that I talk about today, this specific podcast episode, is about my lifestyle. My life is my own, and I 100% understand that how I run my life, my journey, how it transpired, all of that, and how I live now may not be the best way that somebody should be doing, you know, getting into BDSM or adventuring. It might not work for you. You might not like how I did things or how I do things now, and I can completely understand that. Um, I love to conversate and I would be more than happy to have a respectful and awesome discussion on the comments of the blog post that goes with this episode. If you would like to, um, just try to be respectful, please. I would really appreciate that more than anything. So with that being said, let's kind of just jump in. (laughs) So the first thing I want to talk about is where my submission began. It's kind of like that, where did you start realizing that there was something different? So I think that I always knew that I was different when it came to relationships. You know, I'm going to skip the backstory of my childhood with a brief synopsis of, yes, there was trauma. No, I don't have daddy issues. Um... But I have gone through some extremely traumatic experiences, especially in my childhood, that um, I don't want to say that paved the way for my little side and stuff like that. But I do think that um, having those traumas and then later in life learning a lifestyle that allowed me to take control, you know, that that's a little bit of where that may have stemmed from. So like I was saying, you know, I always knew that I was different when it came to my relationships. You know, the guys that I were dating weren't so much aggressive as they were very, their presence, you could just feel it. Like they were very confident and not cocky as in like obnoxious, but just very, you know, 
bold and I guess powerful maybe um hmm but just that oozing confidence and that personality just really I gravitated towards it I loved it and when I was 14 you know like I was learning about sex I lost my virginity I started dating a senior while I was a freshman so I was getting a taste of what it was like to be with a quote-unquote more mature guy which I mean honestly let's be honest when we're in high school nowhere are we mature but to a 14 year old being 18 is mature so whatever um growing up you know I'm part of the generation that we grew up with the internet I like to think that we are the last generation that spent a lot of our childhood outdoors um because now childhood is rampant with video games and the internet and cell phones and stuff like that whereas my childhood I would ride my bike every day I would go for runs I would go swimming every day you know I would walk to my friend's house you know I could ride my bike the 15 minutes it would take life was so different and even though I absolutely grew up with technology the rapid change in it where I had a a PSP where I first discovered how to google porn and stuff like that you know still having all of those things and books and whatnot at the libraries it really shocks me that i didn't learn about um bdsm sooner i came across images that were a little shocking to me things about bondage and latex pvc stuff like that um and that was like terrifying to me You know, I was pretty sheltered despite a lot of the trauma and experiences that I had gone through. And even despite, you know, having sex and stuff like that, I never went to parties or drank or did drugs. My crowd was like four people, maybe. So I was pretty, I I kept pretty much to myself. Um, And I didn't learn about BDSM because the hardcore images that I had encountered scared me. Um, Not only that, but obviously the world views BDSM as abusive. Despite the heavy press on the word consensual being literally the backbone of our lifestyles, people just villainized BDSM. So I pretty much stayed away from anything that had to do with that um and it's it's weird because you know sometimes they say that some people are natural submissives and some people are absolutely natural dominants some people you don't you know i just saw a post the other day in one of my ddlg groups and it was this girl sharing a text message post and she was talking about how the guy that she's dating has never had a little before is brand new to ddlg but the way he talks to her the way how he uses you know the word daddy and her position with him and things of that nature it's just so natural you would think that this guy has been in the lifestyle for years he just knew how to talk to her knew how to carry himself and whether that obviously comes from being taught how to read people and how to talk to people 
Some people find it more easy than others or things just come more natural. And for me, I feel that I have just always been naturally submissive because there were times where I would be sitting next to my boyfriend. Um, we'll call him R. Um, he was the guy that I dated when I was 14. He was the senior. I would be sitting in his basement with him and I would just feel like sitting next to him wasn't, it didn't feel right in that moment. And I would sit on the floor in front of him and I would be kneeling by his feet, my head against his leg, and he would be stroking my hair. Like I would just go into this happy place, just being pet and stroked like that. Um, you know, listening to demands when I was having sex and stuff like that, it was exhilarating. And not to mention doing his chores, cleaning his room for him, folding his laundry, doing acts of submission made me so satisfied. And when I was praised, it was like a drug. It was like a literal drug. And I was so confused and I didn't understand. And then I got my heart broken and things just were so tumultuous. Like it was just... I think that this is like the big reason why I don't advocate or support minors being in BDSM at all. Um, these types of power exchange relationships, even when you're not intending it to be a power exchange relationship, can be so terrifying and damaging and just very unsafe. Um, I remember being 16 and having my first run-in with knife play my boyfriend at the time we were in a situation i ended up with a knife against my throat you know the blade of course turned away from me and it was just thinking about it now being 26 10 years later i am overwhelmed by the emotions that i felt being 16 years old and dealing with this. I didn't know what to do with the desire and the satisfaction that I felt. I didn't know how to deal with the level of arousal that I was feeling. You know, like, yeah, my hormones are running rampant, but this was something completely different. It was exhilarating it was terrifying and I think that that day I think was the moment that I knew that I was starting to get into some darker themes for when I was becoming intimate and it really scared me so I stopped. Um, I didn't let that happen again and while the dynamic you know I would I don't know if I would say that it was very daddy-dom, little girl-ish. He was very protective of me. I was, you know, I've always been kind of cutesy and little and stuff like that. So I don't want to say that he was a daddy-dom because it wasn't the dynamic that we had. We didn't share that um, because, again, I wasn't into BDSM. I didn't know anything about BDSM. Um, I don't really know how to explain that. But it was one of my best relationships. I learned a lot about myself and um, yeah. 
So following that relationship a couple years later, um, I was in college. I was 18 years old and I was meeting so many different people. I was dealing with crazy girls in college, you know, cheating boyfriends, getting my heart broken, making amazing memories, and being that natural submissive, it did bring in boyfriends who kind of opened that door further. You know, there wasn't talk about collars and rules and rituals, yet unspoken rules and rituals came into play. You know, I slowly was diving into a world of I want to be treated really rough, especially in the bedroom, with choking and spanking and degradation and restraints and things like that. But I was still very green to the lifestyle. You know, I wasn't reading like I should have been. I wasn't really educating myself. And it was very, very quick that I went from very timid and shy about those sides of myself that I had been suppressing for what felt like years to starting to actually educate myself. I was reading and I was literally drinking in as much as I could find, you know, on the internet. I was listening to any kind of YouTube video that I could find. I was reading forum posts and blog posts and jumping into as many discussions as I could. Um, You know, I was starting to realize that maybe the vanilla lifestyle really wasn't for me. And, you know, looking back at a lot of the relationships that I had that were very vanilla, um, they just weren't going to work out. You know, they were with the wrong type of people for me. And please, please know that there is absolutely nothing wrong with having a vanilla lifestyle. I think that having a vanilla lifestyle is fantastic. But I also think that with vanilla comes the room for toppings. And it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be into the things that I'm into or the things that some heavier people are into. Um like heavier into BDSM, I should say, you know, even just the little things like spanking or dirty talk and stuff like that, you know, just a little bit of extra flavoring isn't bad, but everyone's relationship is their own. So, you know, I, where I had that awakening that I was definitely getting more into darker things and I was getting a little scared about that. The real turning point for me was meeting one of my really great friends. Um, My heart just like literally gets so happy when I think about her and uh, we're going to call her S. I'm not going to put her real name out there, but if she ever listened to this, she would know exactly who she is. Um... S was pretty educated about the lifestyle. You know, she had had previous doms before. And I distinctly remember watching her and a play partner at the time in my house. um, And they had a scene. You know, she was disrobed. She serviced him. She followed his orders. 
Um, and he started to inflict pain upon her with impact play. And I didn't know what to do. It was my first time seeing somebody just accept it. And looking at her, watching her as she cried, you know, I had this natural instinct. I wanted to protect her. I wanted to yell at him to stop. That it wasn't okay. That he needed to stop. But before the scene had started, you know, we were all told the safe word. And how it was going to go. That if she was being pushed too far, safe word. If I was getting to a point where I couldn't handle observing safe word. Everyone was, you know, we were prepared with water bottles and snacks um, ready to go if needed. And when I watched her cry, when I heard her cry out in pain and I was sitting there, I realized that it wasn't It wasn't because she was unhappy. It wasn't because he was pushing her too far. She wanted to be hurt. She needed the pain. She needed to be put in that headspace. And I cannot imagine just... I don't even know how to finish that sentence. It was incredible. Watching the two of them together was incredible. Seeing the dynamic really for the first time other than what I had read was an eye-opening experience that really made me realize that what I wanted and what I was into and the secret I guess if you want to call it that I was hiding from not just my partners but myself really not acknowledging my own desires like they were okay it is okay to want your boyfriend to spank you and to do a little bit of breath play and to call you terrible names while you know doing things like that to you because it's all about consent and that was when it really, really clicked for me. You know, I had been reading. I had been reading as much as I possibly could. And while I had the knowledge, seeing it firsthand really solidified the consensual aspect of BDSM for me. It really made me understand that this wasn't just something that, you know, he was doing to her because it made him feel good, but rather she craved it. She wanted the pain. She wanted to serve him. It was... It was incredible. It was life-changing. And I knew from that moment on that is what... While I didn't want the pain, like I'm not a very big pain slut, um, I knew that I wanted to be in a relationship that had the power exchange. It was for me. I was more solidified than ever. And, um, oh, I just, my first real dominant, like, just thinking about our relationship has me, oh my gosh, 
oh, it just, it's a little cringy for me, you know, like, even it just being a few years back, if you want to call it that, um, it feels like it was just yesterday, and it's embarrassing to think of even the brief little mistakes that I made, um, or how pure I was when I was just starting out. All the things that I didn't know, the mistakes that I made, the red flags that I ignored. Just, oh my gosh. But alright, 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 alright. We're, we're gonna jump into it, we're gonna just jump into it. The first time that I ever got collared, my first real dominant, um, we're gonna call him Kay. Uh, Kay and I were together for about a year, and the relationship did not end very well. Um, it wasn't abusive or anything like that. It was just he couldn't handle the responsibilities of being in a relationship and balancing our life with his own. Um, and unfortunately, things just didn't work out. He was a great dominant. He was amazing. He was the very first guy I ever had called daddy, ever. Um, he was the first person to really open up and accept um, parts of my little side. You know, I am a person who has always been a little. I genuinely believe that I have always been um, a little more youthful, I guess you could say, than other people. I really have always loved stuffed animals and childish things, um, being really silly and just... being, I don't know, like, just childlike. I loved to go to the playgrounds. I loved to dress up. I loved stuffed animals. I loved making up my own language and words and phrases and things of that nature. And he was really the first person that I'd ever been with that, um, after accepting being into BDSM, that I felt comfortable with. So, what you know, what made it even better was that he had some of his own knowledge. He came into the relationship with knowledge of his own, and he had that personality where he was a natural dominant. Um, I don't know if that's his dynamic now. We don't talk. Um, that would kind of probably be like a bit of a fun blog post to write is, where are my previous doms now? Hoi, hoi, hoi. Did they continue down the path of BDSM or did they like not? <laughs> But um, he knew what he was getting into with me. He knew that, you know, he could get rough with me, choke me, tell me terribly horrible things that, uh, you know, in degrading me and stuff like that. And it was incredible. The sex was incredible. Um, we really established a trustful, consensual relationship. He was the first person to slap me. Um, and he really opened my eyes to the small amounts of pain that I could accept and really craved because I am not very big into pain. Um, I have a pretty low pain tolerance, but um, it was just, he really honestly opened the door for me big time. And the first time when he collared me was awesome. He and I had been looking online for collars. And I had fallen in love with one in particular. 
that was just a silver um it was made of like silver chain links together a little bit thicker um with a heart padlock and i had fallen in love with it and one day i showed up at his college to spend some time with him before he had to go back home and i'm sitting there in his class like his teachers were really cool about it they were just like yeah sure that's fine just hang out so I have my headphones in and I'm reading something I don't remember and this box just appears in front of me and you know class is leaving I'm taking my headphones out and I open the box and there is this perfect collar with his class ring on it and I it was magical it was one of the most amazing best moments of my life I um Ugh. I wore that every day. I rarely ever took it off. Um, I think there was a small handful of times that I could probably count on one hand that I had ever taken it off. Um, and it really made me feel like I belonged. I belonged somewhere. I belonged to somebody. And it was beautiful it was amazing and being with that person really solidified that i could never be vanilla again but i think that with every person who gets into bdsm i think that there's a point where we all try to go back to see if we can do it or we meet somebody that we really click with that isn't into the lifestyle and we want to give it a go we want to try we want to see if we can make it work and leave that part of us behind and i was with a for quite some time almost a, a year and we had our own house together i lived with his monster-in-law for a little while there were some crazy times in that relationship but he just wasn't a natural dominant. He didn't really have interest in the lifestyle. He didn't have interest in making rules or a dynamic. Um, my little side was very suffocated because I didn't feel comfortable being little in front of him. Despite my stuffed animals and stuff, like I couldn't shrink down. I couldn't regress. I couldn't be what I, who I wanted to be. And believe me, I tried. I tried to give it up. I tried to give him as much of me as I could where parts of me were drowning. I tried to make my own rituals and rules for myself to follow, but without that follow-up, without that encouragement, without that praise from him, it just, it died inside of me. And I was miserable, and he was miserable, and then I moved, I left. I moved 1,700 miles away to live with a friend of mine who was in the lifestyle and you know i landed there cloudy it was like i had lost who i was and it was devastating And, you know, over the years after that, you know, I, I've had doms. I've had amazing daddy doms. I have um, one in particular, 
particular, uh, Cass, Cal, whatever you want to call him, um, we're very close still. We talk all the time. You know, um, I, I've had my share of dynamics and I've been in them where I've grown and learned more. I've met people in the dynamic that have their own different lifestyle that are unique in their own way and I've learned things that I can sample from the different lifestyles to create my own. Um, you know, for me, I love parts of the Gorian lifestyle where they have postures and hand gestures that they teach their slaves and I loved that. I loved the idea of every single day having a ritual where you know, my dominant would come home and I would remove his shoes and bring him a drink and have X amount of chores done and, you know, if the dynamic demanded it, dinner ready and waiting. You know, I loved having those rituals. I loved having, um, you know, being able to brat and having punishments, having rules, having a bedtime, having a daddy that would read to me bedtime stories and be sweet and cute and cuddly and know the names of my stuffed animals and who would teach me how to do tricks when I'm wearing my kitty ears and in pet space and stuff like that. I learned so many different pieces of dynamics that I ended up channeling and putting them into one jar which is now who I am um and I think that that is pretty incredible I think that is really special and while I know that there are similar littles to me people who have you know maybe sample the same things from the different lifestyles like I do you know there there's no one that's going to be exactly like me and if there is, oh my gosh, please come message me and let's be friends. I want to color with you. <laughs> I just, the road into my own dynamic has been so long and satisfying. It has been an incredible journey that I am just so excited to finally put down on paper and obviously vocalize. And I just... I really, really want this to go somewhere. I want this blog to go somewhere. Um, this podcast to be something that somebody is sitting in their car right now driving to work or on a road trip listening to and resonating with. You know, I... The journey's just not over yet, guys. And I'm really excited where this is going. I'm really excited where my own lifestyle is taking me. And I'm excited and hopeful that I'm going to hear about some of your lifestyles and your stories and your journey. And I want people to share those with me. Because not every dynamic is the same. Every dynamic is different. Everyone has different rules. Everyone has different punishments. I'm just so excited. So yeah. That is basically the story of how I got into BDSM. I know I didn't touch too much on the DDLG and pet play stuff. I just wanted to kind of give you guys a little bit of a glimpse or really a tale of my starting point. Um, I really do look forward to talking about DDLG and my pet play space and things of that nature. 
Please don't forget to check me out on the following places if you want to be able to read and see some of the stuff that I was talking about. Um, most of my podcasts are going to go hand in hand with my blogs that you can read on inmylittlespace.com. You can follow me on social media at shoplittlespace on Twitter. You can follow me on Instagram at inmylittlespace.blog. My Snapchat is inmylittlespace. And my Facebook is also inmylittlespace. Um, please feel free to reach out to me. Please, please, please feel free to suggest content or things that you want to hear me talk about or anything like that. Um, I do have an area for advice on my website that if you have a question that you want me to talk about on the podcast, you can specifically put like for the podcast or whatever. I'm very, very, very open to doing that. So I'm going to go ahead and leave you guys on this note. Um, I really appreciate you guys listening to me talk for what feels like forever. And I'm excited to see you on the next episode. Bye, guys.